You're listening to DraftKings Network. Everybody, thanks so much for listening to the podcast. In the first segment, oh man, we talk about so much. Of course, we talk about the Belarusian Premier League, the real <laughs> Premier League. Okay, uh, and of course, they've got it all figured out. They know how to beat the virus. We also talk about Chinese Detroit. <laughs> you didn't think you didn't think we'd ever talk about that, but baby, we did. And we also talk about uh, Tim Way is dad. Not only is he a president, not only is he a soccer legend, but the boy got beats. <laughs> yeah, he's been renamed to Tim Way is dad. Who cares what he did in his life? Uh, so also in the second segment, uh, we're going to be joined by Fafa Pico of FC Dallas. Uh, we talked to him about uh, New York. We talked to him about Miami. We talked to him about all the damn languages he knows because it's, uh, <laughs> you know what? Frankly, it's intimidating and it makes me feel like I didn't pay attention in school. It's uh, a bit much. <laughs> he needs to tone it down with all these languages. All right. So, so all this and more today on the Cooligans. My light troops. Back again. About my blood clot, Yang. All of that. Man came on the Cooligans and shut the thing down. Make sure you watch. If you don't, you're a ham roll blood. Yeah, baby! <laughs> Whoa! Yes, yes. All right. That's that, that quarantine energy. I love yeah. it. Oh, I can I can hear uh, my wife in the other room going nuts. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, that wasn't really a yeah, baby, more than it was a cry for help. Uh, <laughs> it was it was a scream of please let me out of here please. <laughs> uh, At this point, you know what I want? I want to catch a little mild version of this of this coronavirus. Okay. You know what I mean? A Corona light. Let me get a Corona light <laughs> and and let try- me get through that. Okay, and then maybe I'll be fine. I'm, try- <laughs> I'm trying to watch my pandemic. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, no, I'm trying to. I don't want to get too much too much phlegm weight. You know what I mean? <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome uh, to the show my name is christian polanco that's right i'm alexis guerreros all right we are the cooligans we are your favorite stand-up comedians that host the funniest soccer show that you have ever witnessed and it is not only that no it is not just that it's also the gulliest what up (laughs) okay quarantine no quarantine pandemic epidemics doesn't matter we still don't care anemic, whatever you, <laughs> and anything you want in the MIC, we're good out here. <laughs> okay, uh, not even a zombie apocalypse can stop us from bringing you a soccer television show. Hell no. And by the way, I'm tired of seeing y'all ordering stuff out from the outside on Instagram. What are y'all doing? <laughs> <laughs> what do you y'all mean? Just spreading like, it. Like I mean, t- it's all, it's, it stays on cardboard boxes, my guy. Spray everything down with bleach. <laughs> everything uh, you own is tie-dye now. <laughs> Wipe it all down with bleach. <laughs> so basically, uh, you know, starve. Don't order anything. Uh, you know, that, that's Alexis's uh, strategy. Nah, just wipe down your apples with bleach, my guy. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> Fubo's so, gonna cut that out, right? <laughs> like, please don't. <laughs> But yeah, yes, uh, at least I'll put a disclaimer uh, before the show begins. Uh, so, uh, yes, uh, welcome, uh, everybody. This has been, uh, uh, you know, at least, uh, you know, I can speak for myself. It's been it's, it's getting more difficult every day. Right. Emotionally uh, taxing, uh, obviously being being uh, quarantined at home. And we all know it's for the for the right reasons, for the greater good. But it doesn't mean it's easy. It's, you know, it's, it's difficult being this kind of a hero. You know, it's uh, taking its toll. You know what I mean? And <laughs> I think. 
think sitting you know, at home the, watching Netflix all day. It's, it's I, uh, first of all, I've been busier these past two weeks than I have been previously. What's happening? <laughs> How come a, I'm not getting a mini vacation here? <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's what we all sort of expected. This is paid leave, I think, from the government. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Everyone else is posting like watching Tiger King for the third time, and I'm like, <laughs> I'd love to do that. <laughs> no, man, it's uh, you know, at least I, I, there's something uh, therapeutic, you know, about about even just working, right? I think. You know, when, uh, when, when work be- gets too overwhelming, people are like, man, I need, I need a break. I wish I just didn't have to work. And then we all don't have to work. And it's like, oh man, I kind of want to work a little bit. Uh, what are so you, the president of Belarus, <laughs> <laughs> you know what you need. He actually said, uh, we'll be fine. They're not, they're not shutting Belarus. Not only are they still playing soccer, they're not shutting down the country. They yeah. said, we'll be fine because we have vodka <laughs> and, uh, and hot baths. <laughs> And saunas. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah, you'll it. forget you're dying of this disease because you'll be so drunk. <laughs> yes, that, that was, uh, I think we mentioned it last week uh, briefly, but uh, yeah, the the the, the Pe- Belarusian uh, uh, Premier League, uh, the only Premier League I respect, is yeah, still going. I believe you just mean the Premier League. <laughs> I don't even know why I qualified it with <laughs> saying Belarusian beforehand. The, re- the redundancy of what you just said. <laughs> It's pointless. <laughs> so yes, they are. They're still playing games, um, and uh, yeah, and then the the I guess the president of the country was uh, well, ba- the president of the Premier League said it first, and then the country was like, "Nah, oh, man, yeah. I'll back my man up." Well, well, I think they're the same guy. To be honest, are they? I don't know. They might be. No, I think no. they were just both in the same sauna, wearing a towel around their waist as they're getting slapped with leaves, <laughs> just huge bamboo leaves. This is, uh, doesn't it feel good? Doesn't it feel good to be on top? Ah, look at me, coronavirus free. Uh, let's kiss. Yeah. We're invincible. I licked every pole on the way here. Oh man! So look, out of you know, some some countries are uh, you know have no respect for this uh, disease that's genuinely killing people. Uh, yeah, and they're still going on with their lives, and and we'll see what 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 the consequences of of that will be. Uh, Can I but tell you something? Wouldn't it be crazy if they're right? <laughs> Wouldn't it be nuts <laughs> if like no Belarusians die? <laughs> oh yeah, that that was the that was the the vaccine. Just yeah, <laughs> Doctor Fauci's like shit. I didn't think of saunas. <laughs> these guys are these guys are brilliant. <laughs> I, you see, he just burns his medical degree on the, on air. <laughs> this is pointless. <laughs> So now, someone tell me, is that my tractor double parked or is yours? <laughs> so the um, uh, look, I, at least there's uh, some, uh, uh, you know, uh, and look, there, there is a lot of uh, it, it's feeling more real uh, every day and, and it, it's hitting close to home, as, as, especially for us. And I, I, I did want to send out just uh, uh, some love and support uh, to Jillian Sakovitz uh, of MLS. She sure. uh, she posted a video uh, a few days ago mentioning that she uh, tested positive for uh, COVID-19. So th- this stuff is scary, man. It, it is very, very real. And, you know, I know it gets difficult to, to, to stay home day after day, but you're, you're genuinely helping uh, and you're, you know, being part of the solution because this is this stuff is wild, man. 
Yeah, I mean, and, and like like it's across the board. I think the first infant to pass away with uh, COVID nineteen recently passed away. So it's it's every age group has fatalities in it. Just stay home. It's really not that difficult. I know there's a lot of people that are in positions that can't stay home, um, and I get that. And then maybe there's maybe you could Google something or find a place or someone that can help you out. And I really hope that you find the help you need. Um, but if you are able to stay home, please, please, please stay home. And shouts to all the healthcare workers. Um, uh, you know, my wife in particular who has to run to these uh, into a hospital that has multiple COVID floors on it. Uh, you know, all the healthcare workers that are posting videos up online, they're asking you to stay home. If you're not doing it for yourself, do it for them. They're fighting on the front lines. This is literally what this is. One of the hospitals in New York City has a refrigerator truck for all the bodies because there's not enough room in the morgue. If that's not enough reason for you to stay home, then I don't know what to tell you. Then you know what? Let me put on a lot of gloves and I'll show up to your house in a full outbreak suit and smack you in the face. Can I do that? <laughs> Take that, dummy. <laughs> stay stay the F home. <laughs> you know, obviously soccer is not uh, happening outside of Belarus, but um, a lot of people are they hand- don't listen. They don't, they don't care. You know? yeah, they're not going to start anytime soon. They'll uh, play the game in the sauna if you, if you, think, if you think they're going to stop. <laughs> okay. The goalkeeper is holding a, a, a vodka bottle. It's crazy. Buddy, that's, a, that's a mixology. <laughs> no, so he doesn't uh, stop shots. He makes them. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's it. I mean, the, the, if that's not an ad for like some vodka company, I don't know what. <laughs> oh, am I getting creative <laughs> in the quarantine? <laughs> no. So a lot of people are handling it uh, their own way. And uh, we have to discuss uh, out of Liberia, this is this has been kind of wild because uh, Liberian president uh, and former player George right. Weah, former uh, legend, absolute legend. Did he? Where he dad paid? of a dad of American uh, national team player Tim Timo Weah, <laughs> Timothy Weah, correct? Uh, and and how embarrassed must Timothy be right now uh, that his father embarrassed? <laughs> I mean, he's he wishes he could drive around town banging this joint out of his out of whatever car he drives because George Weah, you may remember him as political candidate, political successful political candidate yes. at Liberia, S- superstar soccer player, legend. President. Yes, he's president. a president of Liberia. Yeah, he's a successful candidate. I yeah, think it's just a, give him a little bit more credit put, than just yeah. he, was, he had. A, he ran a successful campaign. Couldn't do the job, but he did. That. Well, anyway, not only is he an amazing president of Liberia so far, he took time out. To, to say, hey, yo, Drake, you ain't as good as you think you are, my guy. <laughs> okay. You think you can make one dance? You think you could take a little Afro beat and make a joint out of it? I got this. Not only will I do that, I'll also save the world. Okay. Because he made a that coronavirus song, which is. Yes. And there's it, been a, there's been a part couple. Part of it sounds like they're rooting on coronavirus. <laughs> corona. on. And I was like, you can hey. do it, Corona. <laughs> <laughs> no, so he, uh, yes, they made a, a, a you know a, a warning, a, a song about uh, basically to uh, uplift uh, the world, uh, uh, you know, in regards to coronavirus. And is it is definitely uh, you know it, it, you don't it, you know it, it is a uh, we are the world, we are the children type of track. Uh, 
uh, but with a little bit more flair, you know, it says it's a, it, slaps a little <laughs> harder than just, uh, yeah. uh, something like that. Uh, it's like, uh, it sh- the only thing missing was like, if your Metro don't trust you, he go off on you. You know <laughs> like, what I mean? Okay. Just little- <laughs> we, just, we just need a strong producer. You know, we need yeah, take yeah. Keith. We need take Keith on this. You know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, you know what to do. Take Keith. <laughs> So the uh, uh, so there's a couple uh, amazing lines in it, and and George Weah is uh, you know kind of singing, kind of it feels like a little reggae y kind of singing, kind of speech or whatever. I hate to I hate to compare him to this person, but it's like a late like a late R Kelly where you're like, is he rapping or singing? I can't really understand okay. what's happening here. It's like trapped <laughs> in the closet. You're like, and then he's walking down the street, and you're like, well, yeah. you're not really singing, all right? It's a little, you're just yeah. adding a little melody to his conversation <laughs> is all you're really doing. So it's a little bit of that, but he has a couple uh, hilarious uh, lines that that seem a little uh, oddly out of touch. You know, he says like, uh, you know, it's a dangerous disease that uh, it can it can affect your father, your mother, or even even your sister. Yeah, I mean, that's how far down <laughs> this disease is willing to go. <laughs> What's happening in Liberia? <laughs> it's going. It, it'll even go after your sisters. You know those I, those, those beings we barely respect. Yeah. <laughs> that secondary line of defense. <laughs> just, I, <laughs> I just think he needed an extra syllable in there. Yeah, didn't yeah. realize it's it tough. sounds. It's uh, yeah. I, I can't write a song. I mean, look, I'm not judging that. <laughs> no, and if I did, it wouldn't be a grade A slapathon <laughs> like this. Like this was. I'm not even kidding. It starts off kind of corny. Once you get to the middle of it, I don't know anything about music. Is that called the bridge? I have no idea. Once you get to the GWB, it. It hits so hard. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Like you, you messing with it. Like if they played this at like the Caribbean joint while you were getting some, you know, yeah, yeah. I don't know, oh. whatever. You're getting some, uh, you know, doubles uh, at, a, at a Trinidadian spot, and this was playing. It'd be in the mood. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. You wouldn't bat an eye. You would be like, okay, this nah. is the uh, this is the music from your country. I see. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, word. Well, okay. thank you for playing your local radio. Okay, <laughs> you know, <laughs> or maybe you're at maybe you're at a, at a West African spot. And you're like, yo, let me get some more jollof. Also, I'm going to put up a little Shazam right now <laughs> because I'm I wanna, feeling whatever this beat is right here. Because <laughs> I need to add this to my Spotify playlist immediately. Uh, okay. I want nothing but trap music, drill music, and whatever this is. <laughs> because this new genre that you're playing right now is, yeah. needs to get on my playlist quickly. Right? Is this a is this a Pop Smoke B-side that I didn't hear? <laughs> So, uh, look, you, you appreciate that the, the, the contribution, uh, President Weah. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what, what the, you know, this, this is really a, a, a point made to all the other presidents of all the other countries. Like, yo, you going to come back at me or what? You know, <laughs> you got 24 hours to respond, my guy. You know, I can't wait to hear the Belarus remix. <laughs> oh, man. It is just going to be one long swear. Yeah. <laughs> it's, is he drunk? Well, yeah, he's trying to cure the disease. <laughs> hey, OK, look, different countries apply different medicine. OK, yeah, you, you know? trying to get a vaccine. My man's got great alcohol. Let it go. You, so, speaking of other coronavirus song there's a there's another one uh there's a uh a dominican one i don't know if you heard that one uh no. 
There's a, a, a comedian. Are you talking um, about Cardi B's? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> uh, um, a Dominican, like a Dembo one. I forgot the, the name of the guy that did it, but uh, it, that one's uh, that one slaps pretty hard. Also, there's a cumbia version. Of, okay. Of uh, coronavirus, coronavirus. It is. It slaps pretty hard too. <laughs> it doesn't matter what nightclub you're not allowed in. We have a song for you. <laughs> okay. So look, this this virus is bringing people together in a way we did not really expect. You know, it's, I can't it's, wait until the Twitter, whoever handles the Twitter for New Jersey, when they have a song. I mean, wow. It's going to be yes. calling all y'all out. So, uh, look, I, you know, people. some people are not uh, are making music uh, to, to cope, uh, but there are also yeah, people please, that are Trump, doing, do not make a song. Please, please do not. And uh, yeah. you know what? Have quick, you guys heard I Was Right the Whole Time by Trump? It's actually not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be, that'd be terrible if it's good. Oh my god, no! Oh, if it, imagine it hit hard. And you were like, no, <laughs> you're not supposed to be able to do this. Oh god. <laughs> oh my god, but no, there are people doing uh, uh, some uh, positive things. Uh, similarly, we should talk about Marcus Ratchford uh, from Manchester United, uh, who who just, uh, uh, I believe, either donated or raised uh, a ton of money for. Uh, kids like um, uh, school meals because uh, a, a lot of children rely uh, on on those meals just uh, you a, know for their for it's nutrition. a huge issue here in New York City too uh, yeah New York City is actually giving out box lunches um, and three meals a day to students which is insane there's a lot of kids in the city here that can't really even afford to feed themselves or their families can't afford to feed them and they were dependent on the school lunches and apparently the same thing in England so shouts to Marcus Rashford for doing that he works with an organization um, yeah. that is that is doing it so. So uh, he's he even gave a nice quote about his childhood growing up that he wasn't able to eat anything if it wasn't for uh, school until his family got home uh, later yeah. that night. I, but he I, said even he felt he was more fortunate. Uh, there's a lot of kids that don't even have that option when their family gets sure. home. So, dude, shouts to Marcus Rashford. Yeah, for that. I mean, I, when I was a kid, I, that was uh, where I got, especially uh, it, it's, during the summer. That's where I got breakfast. I, I went to my my elementary school and got breakfast. I was like, that was the only place I ate because my mom mom went to work and stuff like that. So it, it is uh, crucial to a lot of people. So, uh, that yeah. is a cool thing. The other, the other one was, uh, Anthony Taylor, the, the referee for, uh, in the Premier league also, uh, uh signed up to be a volunteer. Uh, I, I think at his sister's hospital, I think his sister is a doctor. Yeah, his sister's a doctor. And he said that, uh, you know, she's in the front lines and she's seeing a lot of really bad stuff and she's you know, for the lack of a better term, busting her ass. Uh, yeah. So he felt it was the least he could do was uh, become a volunteer and try to help out in the same hospital. Yeah. So that's uh yeah, you, you love to see it, uh, that kind of uh, support. And uh, I he mean, spent the whole time trying to give a red card to the disease, which <laughs> to just the, doesn't work, dude. <laughs> imagine, look, he's going to come back to refereeing when the Premier League gets back and people are still going to boo him. They don't care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although the first time he coughs, everyone's going to be like, okay, all right. All right. <laughs> all right. I'm not arguing. You know, <laughs> uh, a couple other things we should should uh, talk about one of them is uh, trying to figure out when this you know nightmare ends. Uh, what are we? What what soccer gonna look like? And and how are some of these leagues gonna finish? We already know, and we confirmed. Uh, we, we spoke about it a little bit uh, last week, but we confirmed the Olympics officially moved uh, to 2021. Copa America moved to 2021. All those summer tor- tournaments uh, as well. Uh, so now we have the summer for especially the leagues in Europe to play out their games and figure out what they're going to do to to actually complete these seasons. Especially uh, uh, Premier League and Bundesliga and all the European leagues, they're, they're almost done. 
So like, yeah. there's all this interest is like, well, what do we do? Right. We can't just leave it here. And when you have a system like promotion and relegation and champions league and all these other things, like how you finish the season makes everything else sort of tick. It's like the qualifiers for everything else. So it's kind of really difficult to say like, I mean, MLS, if you had to cancel, it's two games into the season. It's not that big of a deal. You could just sort of pick up and start it over. But what do you do in Europe? Exactly. Right. So, uh, yeah, I think people are less concerned about uh, MLS, and obviously because the calendar is is different. But some of the suggestions that people have made for European leagues, at least the, the, the Premier League, uh, are kind of what is happening in China, right? So if, uh, if you haven't seen these stories, especially about how China's handling basketball, they're thinking about uh, having all their teams play all their games in two cities. So they'll basically have like a, uh, like an Olympic village for, uh, for all the players. And, uh, and then they all play their games in a, in a, in a, you know, smaller city or small, more of a confined area. Uh, so they can, I don't know if you, I don't know if you know this, we've never talked about this, but one day I got on a very deep, uh, long, uh, YouTube rabbit hole. And there's one guy who's been arrested multiple times in China. Um, what he does is he takes like a professional drone, and he flies them through cities that exist, but no one lives in, in China. Like China created like a Detroit or like a, a Cleveland and no one ever moved in. And like, <laughs> it's just there. I'm not well, even that- like there's water fountains, there's statues, there's multiple buildings, schools. No one lives in it. It, everyone go there. <laughs> it's like, yeah, one, one will be the premier league city. And obviously oh. I mean, Belarus, uh, right. The other, the other one will be the Bundesliga city. And like, but, you could just play your games there. But once they, they hear that it's uh, like Detroit or like Cleveland, they're like, no, thanks. Uh, <laughs> well, I think that's why no one moved in. They were like, well, why would you do that? Why are you marketing it this way? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is a missed opportunity. You, know? <laughs> you could have said anything, you, you know, you could have said Paris, you could have said <laughs> right? That was on the list. (laughs) (laughs) You went with the wrong, uh, you know, wrong uh, example. No. So, uh, so, so that's kind of been uh, one of the suggestions. And uh, one of the, the ideas uh, put forth was uh, to play all the games in, uh, in the, in the Midlands of, of England. uh, So that obviously I think it's, it's less uh, populated. Um, Maybe there's, there's also less cases uh, of coronavirus, so that I well, think see, that- it's it's very um, countryside ish out there. Yeah. You know, yeah. I don't know. I look. I know that there's a lot of city like Leeds, and there's a lot of cities that I guess are considered Midlands. You know, uh, but they're closer. To, I believe along the water. Once you get to the middle, middle of that country, it's kind of pretty barren. So that might be a great place for. It. I just don't know where you'd put everyone up. It would be like the soldiers quartered in your house. Like, all right, well, you know, <laughs> Harry Kane, you live with this nice family. You know, <laughs> yeah, that'd be that'd be adorable. That'd be kind of cool, yo. Mom is making you breakfast. What's what's for breakfast, mom? All right, mom. This is nice. A full English. I'm a professional athlete. I can't really eat all that. I don't know if my English accent's any good. I might have went Irish there for a little bit. So, well, best of luck. We'll see what happens, man. It's gonna it's gonna be an interesting uh, conclusion, especially when uh, all this is over. Just go to Chinese Detroit. (laughs) We'll be back right after this, everybody. Hey everybody, thanks so much for listening to the podcast. We want to break it with a word from one of our sponsors. Actually, an event. 
an event that that we're hosting and that we're hosting with one of our homies, DJ Step, That's the right. Chicago Fire DJ. But uh, wait a minute, we can't do events in this in this climate, <laughs> right? What's happening? No, Alexis, we're we're breaking every law and every oh. <laughs> every ordinance. Finally, uh, <laughs> let's go. I've convinced Christian to come to the dark side. <laughs> no, we're doing a, an event on Instagram Live. We're going to be uh, uh, going on Instagram Live, Alexis and I, but we're going to be joined by DJ Step, who's going to be DJ. Uh, for for all of you, so uh, all you got to do. Everybody is just, knows who DJ Step is, right? He is the main DJ, the DJ for the Chicago Fire, the Chicago Fire, as we okay. call them. <laughs> okay, so he's a, a dear friend, uh, a, an amazing DJ. Uh, so he's going to be spinning some uh, some of the best FIFA tracks uh, on, on Instagram Live, on our Instagram Live. So uh, it's going to be dope. Uh, so, yo, you want to party with us, dude? Just pull up Instagram, dog. Charge that phone, yo. Wednesday night. <laughs> okay, but I, I, you know, it gets. Uh, I was a. Uh, I got the club going up on a Wednesday. Yeah. That's what we're doing. <laughs> there we go. A little. <laughs> I love my DJ. As opposed to I love my Conan. <laughs> so uh, all you got to do is uh, go to at Soccer Cooligans on Instagram Live. It's going to be Wednesday night. Uh, so this podcast is out on a Wednesday. So tonight, if you're listening when the podcast is released at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central. Uh, he is going to be in Chicago, so the people who are in, uh, uh, you know, in, in Central America, that is it. it's going to be eight PM for you guys. Central so nine- America, you, <laughs> Central. You America. heard us, uh, El Salvador. <laughs> Tune in. El Salvador. I'm pretty sure you meant the Midwest. <laughs> no, 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 Central America. I said it correctly. Uh, <laughs> So tune in uh, at our Instagram live uh, at Soccer Cooligans, and also if you want, uh, you know, uh, send us a DM or or on Twitter. Use the hashtag Gully Radio with what, some of your favorite FIFA tracks, and we'll, so we'll see it, and and so we'll DJ Step, so you can get it into uh, his his DJ set on Instagram Live. So uh, yeah, hit us up. Let us know what songs, uh, some of your favorite songs from uh, from uh, from FIFA, and we'll uh, we'll get them in uh, in the Instagram Live. Yeah, baby! Okay. Here it is. <laughs> okay. <gonna> okay. <laughs> okay, we did a we get a we did a vibe check and uh they're very high right now. Yeah. <laughs> if you listen to this, you know the vibes. Okay. <laughs> the vi- okay, the vibes are clear. So we're excited about uh today's show. Welcome, uh welcome to the Cooligans. Uh my name is Christian Polanco. I'm Alexis Guerreros. All right. We are the Cooligans. We are your favorite stand-up comedians. I host the funniest soccer show that you have ever seen. Uh, and we're excited about uh, today. Well, hold on. It's not just the funniest. It's also the gulliest. Okay. We can't forget that. That's right. And, I, and our guest embodies that completely. Uh, 100%. <laughs> and I pronounce 100 <laughs> so we're excited about uh, today's guest. Obviously, uh, Philadelphia Union legend, currently at FC Dallas. No, 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 no. New York City's own. We got to stop right there, my guy. <laughs> New York City's own. And then he went and graced Philadelphia with that New York City excellence. <laughs> uh, yes, please introduce our guest like this. And now he's in Dallas showing him what's up, right? How to, how to eat a bacon, egg, and cheese correctly. Ladies and gentlemen, unless you're driving. Put your hands together for the one, the only, our amigo, because now we know he speaks Spanish. Ladies and gentlemen, Fafa. <laughs> What's going on, guys? Fafa. I love, the, I love the introduction. 
Yeah, baby, we gotta give it to you, yo. Um, Fafa, man, uh, look, we are uh, like a lot of people. We're huge fans of you, especially while you were at the Philadelphia Union. Was when uh, you know you got introduced to us, and uh, you know, obviously, you know, we would go to Yankee Stadium and watch you just burn some of the the, the left and right backs because <laughs> you're too damn fast. Um, but. Dude, uh, thank you so much for joining us, man. We're like I said, we're huge fans of you, and uh, I mean, there's a lot to talk about. But Alexis did mention you are uh, uh, from New York, uh, but you you are a person who's been uh, around the world. Uh, we, we were talking uh, beforehand. Uh, you speak seven languages. Why, bro? I just moved a lot, to be honest. And then I I grew up around a lot of different cultures. Um, and I mean, growing up, I wasn't the first one in the house. We have a very cultured family within our house, and I was probably the last one that was expected to learn more languages. And life just uh, life just kind of taught me as uh, as I went along. So I learned seven total, but I'm fluent in five of them. You you say that as if like you're giving yourself some sort of grace here. Like, well, guys, I'm only. <laughs> Let me say, I, English is my second language. I learned Spanish. Uh, that was my first language, and I speak both of them at about a fifty percent capacity. Now you speak five. <laughs> I didn't have a choice for some of them, man. I had to kind of. I just the more you move, you just start learning, and then with a lot of different teammates from different places, you pick up from from everybody's culture and languages. And, if you care enough, you just you learn. Yeah, I guess I just don't care enough. But you you played, <laughs> you, you you went to Italy at an early age, right? As a teenager, yeah. well, you went from New York City to Florida, Florida to uh, Sardinia, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. uh, and then Prague, and right, and and uh, Saint Paul yeah. is in there as well. Yeah. And now you went Philly to to Dallas. Of all the places, since you remember, you were nine when you moved out of New York, so you remember. Yeah what a real slice should taste like of all the places. Who's got the most trash pizza, <laughs> most trash pizza. Let's go, <laughs> man. This is tough. I, for <laughs> most now, tra- it's a tough, answer. the it's most tough trash for now. I'm going to say for now, I'm going to say probably. Oh, we need a drum beat. <laughs> probably in Germany, man. Like if, unless you, you have the you have the Italian immigrants, so I would I'll be lucky and go to their places and get get the good stuff. We meet like once a week, but apart from that, like on an everyday, you know, just pick up a pizza somewhere. I'd it's probably garbage. see Jerry Trash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Yo, trash, yeah. How about I really thought it would go Dallas, <laughs> Prague. <laughs> Prague's up there with Germany. Don't take me wrong. Uh, Dallas, I'm fresh, so I'm not gonna. I'm gonna cut them slack uh, for now. But yeah, New York, you can't really beat New York, Italy, and then you have Miami as well. Like, yeah, you just gotta in that order though. New York above Italy. I like where your head's at, Fafa. <laughs> oh, it's home. That's the first oh, yeah, home, man. man. You got it. Yeah, definitely. And so, when it comes to uh, uh, your sense of like, I, I guess maybe is it New York? Do you when is that where you feel like you are from? I mean, you've been uh, introduced to so many different cultures. Is there anyone yeah. that like, what what uh, after New York? What's what's second best? Um, it's difficult, honestly, because I grew up split between New York and Miami, so I claim both. Um, obviously, my attitude is a lot more New York than Miami. It's just that I don't have the time for foolery and um but I still care. I do have a big heart. Um it's it's very split. But then I'd say a lot of the Italian culture um 
is uh is is in me as well so it's it's very difficult to say it kind of depends what side of the pillow or the bed i wake up on however they say it but um <laughs> but yeah i'd say new york first and then um i mean miami's very latino uh influenced and so that's a, that's also a big part of me but so is new york so i don't know who to credit to uh credit that to um and then italy's definitely a big part of my culture you know, it's funny. It's like uh, we're so similar. Like Christian's Dominican. I'm Cuban. And I spent like when I started getting in trouble, I'm from Newark, Newark, New Jersey. When I started getting in trouble, okay. my mother would send me to Hialeah, which is like, you know, another boot <laughs> yeah. camp for getting in trouble. Nice. <laughs> yeah. I just refined what I learned in Newark. Uh, yeah, but, you know, Haitians are a big part of Newark and a big part of Miami. So I always grew up yeah. around a lot. He's Dominican, which is, you know, part of the culture as well, part of Hispaniola. Yeah. Like, it's so funny you're saying that, like, Miami and, and New York, because I always saw the attitudes were the same. It's just uh, Miami is just like a bit more of a relaxed version of New York. Like, yes. they just they don't care to be on time. We're in New York. Like, yo, we got to get there 15 minutes early because the train won't be there. I feel like that's the major part of why New Yorkers are considered rude. Just nobody has actual time. It's not that New Yorkers <laughs> are rude. Nobody has time for the foolery. So it's just like. <laughs> Yo, if you're not saying anything serious to me right now, I got to go get this money to pay these bills. Yeah, and I'm out. Also, could you get no, out of my way, my guy? Yeah, you just, facts. So it's, it's just, it's not anybody trying. So for those that are listening that don't understand New Yorkers, yeah, yeah it's, no, New Yorkers are not rude. I'd say, I'd go as far to say as much as I love my Miami people, Miami people are way more rude than New Yorkers. Um, they just, just, you don't understand it unless you're there for longer than, your four days of spring break. So, yes. uh, yeah, South Beach spring break is not real Miami people. Like, come down oh, south. Yeah, hit up, hit up uh, I wanted to talk to you about, uh, uh, especially we had a question from one of our Gully Squad members. Shout out to Steve Hamlin. He asked about, uh, you know, we have a lot of uh, viewers uh, that are huge FC uh, St. Pauli fans and you got to play there uh, for a while. Yeah. What was your experience there like? Because we, we've we been to like watch parties and watch the games. The the support for that club is nothing like I've ever seen. Uh, they're, they're incredibly unique. Uh, what was it like being a player? for for that team uh it's awesome um st Pauli. i mean the fan support was incredible um so you get about i'd say 31 or 32 at millentor stadium but it feels like 200,000. they don't stop for 90 minutes sometimes we lost the game this is like a a a side story. We lost the game, I think, 2-1. I can't recall the score. Um, but we really played well. We were just really unlucky, and we fought the whole game. The fans stayed 20 minutes after the game singing, and we just stayed in front of them. Wow. So that's that's like a small a small understanding of what kind of fans they were. Um, very positive. Obviously, you know, when things aren't going that well, you'll feel it too. Yeah. Uh, you don't want to be out. You don't want to be out comfortable <laughs> eating lunch uh, <laughs> or dinner. So, um, but uh, overall, it was it was a great experience with those fans. Uh, it's like going to to a loud museum. I can say um, people come from all kinds of all parts of the world just to experience it. Um, when my parents came, they were absolutely shocked. Um, they'd come to other games of mine, different games, but. That atmosphere was was like none other. I'd had uh, my brother came to a few games. My friends came uh, from Miami, from New York. Um, cousins have come, and 
just impressed with the with the atmosphere and these these are people that have been to different stadiums everywhere and yeah, yeah. um the St. Pauli experience is unique and uh, it's truly a special one I'm just yeah. hearing that I'm just hearing that you got a <coughs> giant family bro you got there's a lot of tickets <laughs> no, no. <laughs> that's that's happening to me now a lot of the MLS man. the ticket the ticket count you know that the, the New York game is rough Miami game is bad um Again, it goes back to that whole working thing, though, because New York, you know, people are always working, so it's, it's not as terrible for the 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 ticket request. Yeah, yeah. Miami, I started getting requests in December. Like, <laughs> once they once they got a team, I got like two hundred tech. Yo, yeah, <laughs> I heard June thirteenth, y'all coming out here, like. <laughs> They don't even say like I want to go see you play soccer. They're like, yo, I heard you can get me tickets to Beckham and them. And you're like, why? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yo, you can get me. You can get me like six, right? Just six. I don't need anything more than that. Like, okay. yo, yeah. you can come through this with the owner's suite, but just for like for a few seconds. Yeah. Yo, hook it up. Hook back. it up. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Mad crazy, man. It's like, all right, yeah, I'll, I'll no. <laughs> I want to ask you, what's it like for like a teenager from a city like New York to go to like an island like Sardinia and start like at a youth level, right? Which you went at like six yeah. years old. What was yeah. that? A completely different culture. It's it's funny. As different as it was, it was very similar to how I grew up. Because Italians, um, Italians and island people are so similar. It's yeah. hilarious. And then I moved. I mean, the whole just free, free living. The the whole. Tardy. Oh, we'll take care of it tomorrow. Domani was the word I learned right away. Because everything I needed taken care of was like, ah, domani. I was like, All right. okay. You know, like, get to it when I get to do, it. Domani on a Tuesday became next Wednesday, literally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, I right, will just, you know, so it was a very, you know, relaxed. Um, that was the only difference is that I did move to Sardinia. Um, so it was an island. And then on top of that, um, it was very, you know, it was very slow compared to the the pace of life I was used to. But then Miami kind of also prepared me for that slow pace. Uh, it's not as fast paced as people think. It's just a big party city yeah. uh, in Miami. So it kind of prepared me for that. But in terms of what I grew up in, uh, grew up around New York and Miami, it was like, I was pretty, I was pretty ready for, for everything Italian. <laughs> how did, well, how, how difficult was it at a young age to deal? And I know you've talked about this a lot uh, to deal with some of the racism that you uh, came into contact with, um, especially in, in Sardinia is being an Island. It's even more secluded than the rest of Italy sometimes feels like they are. Um, how did, how did that, I mean, were you like, yo, let me call some of my cousins to just stand around these stands real quick <laughs> just to keep shit regular. You know what I mean? Hey, let, let me tell you, let me tell you, man. Uh, People complain about quarantine, but I <laughs> I did quarantine for a good four or five months when I when I got over there. So I'm I'm well equipped for quarantine. That was I'll go I'll go as far to say that it was rough. It was rough um, from the beginning to end. But I also have to say it was if I'm that if I'm still that close to the culture, um, it's because I also had great memories. But I had some terrible ones. Uh, if we start the stories, we won't we won't end this. So um, I did have some tough times, really tough times being a young black kid in in uh, in Italy. It was it wasn't easy, but um, it is something that uh, that allowed me to grow and, and become a man way quicker than I would have expected. 
and it made me appreciate uh, simple things and it made me laugh about a lot of things that that might make people angry. So my patience is like up here now. It's, yeah, it's very, very I'll different. Deal with than it, when Domani. I <laughs> Domani. Hey, oh, you're racist. I don't talk about yeah, it. Domani. Right, tomorrow we'll get to it. <laughs> and right now I got a lot of Domani's with all this going on. So we can be here for days. <laughs> uh, I want to also ask about, um, the, your your time with the Philadelphia Union, man. Uh, that obviously you you look like you had a a great time there. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if it things ended negatively or or positively. I don't, I don't know the details. You can get to it if if you want to. But you uh, can you talk a little bit about your time your time there, and especially last season was just an unbelievable season. It was just yeah. incredible moments. Obviously the playoff game against the Red Bulls, the the Ilcino coming on in the game and just lighting it up. Like my what, what guy. Waking him up in the 60th minute so he can come on and score. (laughs) Oh, man, what a what a dude. What a guy. Um, Nah, Philly in general was a it was a great experience overall. Um, I got there when I first got there. um, It was in a in a strange way after um, trying to leave on different loans from that were blocked. um, And I could finally come over back to the States instead and play. So. Uh, Philadelphia came up and it was the perfect solution. I was close to New York, two and a half hour flight from, uh, from Miami. So I was like, yeah, let me stay East coast. I can, uh, kind of see family more often and, and being a, you know, I never lived in Philly, but it was close enough to, to what I was used to, to where I'd be, uh, I'd feel more at home in that city life. Um, and not feel kind of out of, out of, uh, out of my comfort zone. And when I got there, I was like, all right, where am I? I don't understand anything. Um, this is really different from New York. It's not as similar. But then I started realizing there were very, very small similarities. And, and the city grew on me. Um, the city grew on me tremendously. Um, I knew every I started to know everybody in the city. But immediately um, teammates were great. CJ Sapong, I always say he kind of just passed me the, the keys to the city of, of Philly. Um, before he left, uh, gave me a lot of contacts. I made a lot of contacts on my own. Um, Jim was a great coach to me. Our locker room, our locker room camaraderie and uh, and brotherhood in that team, uh, it was special. Uh, the last year was a bit a bit more difficult for me because we we switched to formation. We had a new director that um, he was going in in a different direction. I was promised some things that I didn't get um, for a year and a half and. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, as a player, um, this is your livelihood. So yeah. you have to make uh, the most of it in uh, in the short amount of time. And that's the reality. It's not, um, you know, nobody's going to pay my bills in, in 15 years for me. So um, I have to I have to do everything that I can now. I, I give everything that I can. Um, whoever's on the end, other end of, of the table um, has to keep to their promises and, and do everything on their end to, to make sure that, um, that I'm also happy as a player and, um, certain things weren't done. And the way I left, I think I left in good terms with everyone. Um, I can't say that there's anybody in particular. I hope the fans were understanding of it, um, that it wasn't fully my decision. And, and at the same time, when, when it's, uh, when it's all said and done, I'm in a place now that I'm very happy. Um, I've been welcomed, um, very warmly and, and, and in a great manner. So. Um, I'm also glad to be here, but at the same time, uh, Philadelphia will always be home to me and it will always be my city as we call it, Philadelphia. So 
right. <laughs> it's always love when I go back over there and I'm still in contact and, uh, and in good terms with everybody. We're still here with Fafa Pico, okay? Um, oh, so far, the homie, Fafa Pico. Uh, <laughs> this is the Fafa Hooligans, uh, we're going to call it. <laughs> he doesn't even get to be Fafa <laughs> uh, um, My question is, so now you're in Dallas. Speaking of Miami, Lucci is a Hialeah kid, right? Which is yeah. now your coach. Um, has, that, has that added a little bit to maybe your comfortability in Dallas? Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, Lucci's a 305 legend, so... Um, when I first signed, I, I, I got hit up for the tickets and also, yo, you going to play for Lucci? Like, <laughs> Lucci, it was, you, you yo. know, you said, uh, back in them before it was like, yeah. yo, you going to play for Lucci in them? Yeah. So, uh, so Lucci's, um, it's nice to, to be over here, uh, playing for him. Obviously, um, he definitely understands me as a person cause he, he knows where I grew up. Yeah. Um, and I understand him and, uh. It's it's tough coming out of Miami because there's such a lack of discipline, um, so much talent, so many amazing players, and you know one there wasn't as much opportunity um, for those that were disciplined, and then two, um, there's a lot of guys that just lack discipline growing up. So uh, I always have respect for someone that somebody that did come out of Miami because I know it takes an extra amount of discipline to to get wherever you want to go leaving there. Yeah, well, don't talk it? about my cousins like that. Five, five. <laughs> <laughs> That's my people has, too, man. <laughs> has anyone called him Lucci Main yet? I mean, uh, am I the only no. one? <laughs> We're def- it's not going to be us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so then Christian and I got to do it. Yeah, yeah, because I'm not, I'm not catching that fun. <laughs> What what is it? Uh, FC Dallas. Uh, you know, obviously, we, we, they put out you know a, a incredible uh, talent when it comes to the men's national team. It seems like the, yeah. the the system there is is rigid, right? It seems like it's serious about like yo. Yeah come here to work uh what what is it like uh compared to some of the other teams that you've uh, uh played with and played for uh is it is it a drastic change uh, and and it, can you speak to fc dallas is like are they really so much more incredibly unique than than other mls clubs that that they're putting out talent like this um yes it's uh it's honestly it's it's special over here with with what they do with the young players and um, how they bring them out. I'd say Philly would have been the second team in the MLS that does okay. that. But when you, uh, when you look at Dallas and you look at how many players have come out of here and how many, and not just players, I'm looking at these guys every day now and I have the opportunity to see how, how it works. It's really a family from top to bottom. Um, you see so many young players, you know, from the age of 12, Actually, a player my dad coached in Miami that became a family friend. They moved from Miami to play for FC Dallas. So they live about 15 minutes away from me. Nice. Uh, and I see him at the center now. And he's about 14, I want to say now. And, um, you know, you just you see the you see the progress of players and how they come up. And, you know, it's it's very nice how everybody receives each other. And I don't think it's it's very I'd say it's a, it's an easy club for a young player to thrive in and um, and begin his career um, and make something of themselves because it's they give you all the tools and all the possibilities to, to do so, in my opinion. 
All right, Damn, Christian. Maybe we still have a shot if we move to Dallas. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, good. Hey, I came back. I came over here to get back on national team. It's been about a year plus, so maybe <laughs> yeah, I try yeah. to get some of the juice. <laughs> I'm only get a heart attack if I go out there. That heat, <laughs> that ass trying to run. No thank you. That, yeah, that brisket hits. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we did it. We did it again. Uh, We're amazing at this, aren't we? <laughs> Jesus. Thank, thank you, Fafa uh, Pico of FC Dallas. Thank you so much for joining us, man. We really appreciate it. Thank yeah. you, guys. Great dude. Uh, so we, we appreciate your time. We've been waiting. Now. We've been waiting for a long time to get you on the show. I'm sorry it's under these circumstances. So if you're ever back <laughs> in New York and this is These are great circumstances. Uh, so everybody, <laughs> make sure you uh, uh, follow Fafa Pico on, on social media. Uh, you'll you'll see his uh, his social media handles. And uh, if anyone's listening, uh, you want you mind just mentioning your social media handle real quick, Fafa? Yeah. So it's uh, my name, Fafa Pico. Um, that's my Instagram, and then my Twitter's Fafa Goal Twenty Three. All there right. <laughs> So we appreciate you, man. So uh, we always end the show the way we normally do. So for Fafa Pico, my name is Christian Polanco. I'm Alexis Guerreros. And together, what are we? The Cooler Guys! <laughs> <laughs>